0: The Comedian's Wife podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, along with my husband, stand up comedian Leland Clausen. On today's episode, we are talking to the queen of clean comedy, comedian Shonda Pierce. Shonda has been making audiences laugh for more than two decades, selling more comedic albums than any other female comedian. In addition to her 10 successful albums to date, she has also authored eight books, most recently, Laughing in the Dark, the inspiration for her upcoming film. Shonda has received five daytime Emmy nominations for her work co-hosting talk show Aspiring Women on the Total Living Network and her first television special, The Saint Prettyville, on CMT. She has been a frequent guest on the famed Grand Ole Opry and has served as host of the Inspirational Country Music Awards, the Christian Music Hall of Fame Awards, and also co-hosted the GMA Dev Awards. She has also appeared on Entertainment Tonight, The View, and Fox News Channel, just to name a few. Shonda, welcome to the podcast. How are you? And what have you been up to over the last few months?
2: I I know I should have for the last like nine or ten months kind of wrote some new comedy. Right. Or
1: it's hard <laughs> in this new...
2: Worked on, a, worked on some new songs. I did nothing. Yeah. I worked puzzles and ate. Aww. And, you got all uh, these
1: puzzle jokes now?
2: I learned how to cook. You know, I first lost eight pounds. Wow! Oh. The quarantine cause is I that just
1: depression? Eat.
2: No, I had to eat my own cooking. It was oh. hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I found I looked on my uh, American Express meal, and there was Uber Eats, and I'm like, mm. "What's Uber Eats?" And I realized Uber Eats was delivering food to West Hollywood, California, on a regular basis. <laughs> so that's something Zachary figured out really quick. I didn't. And so then I couldn't even talk a Uber driver to bringing food to me. That's how bad my love life is. I will pay you. <laughs> I will try to pay you to bring me food. Like, and let's just pretend it's a date, ma'am. This is not a date. This is I'm, I'm an Uber driver. I go, well, then pick me up and take me to the food. And then so we Don't couldn't do even that. do that. I live oh. so far out in the sticks, Uber, no, none of them wanna come out here. So, oh, wow. so but then then <laughs> I started watching cooking shows. Oh, okay. And I gained 12 pounds because actually <laughs> I found out I'm really good. Good oh. for you. And I know I'm really good. What's your you favorite
0: know? kind of food to cook?
2: I just make it up sometimes. It's like, I had a chemistry set when I was a kid. <laughs> I think that has something to do with it. You just open (laughs) the spice rack and whatever meat you have in the fridge, and you just use your imagination. Love it. Sometimes it's really, really bad. But every now and then, you do something that's really delicious, and it gives you hope to try it again. Hmm. So that's my cooking. That's my cooking. Look, Carrie, what are you
0: looking (laughs) her for? I've been working this whole time.
1: Yeah, she's had a job. So I was (laughs) the one that was supposed to be doing the cooking. You
0: were not shut down from your job? No. I I, I was going to say I wish. What do you do? I I work at a church. um, And so we went online. So our jobs changed quite a bit. Yeah. And they were changing like every few weeks because the government kept changing the rules. And so it's been really, really busy. But yep. Leo's been home, but he hasn't learned how to cook. David
2: went to heaven just in time because <laughs> I think if he was still here, it, it was already hard when he had retired mm-hmm. and was at home all the time. And yeah, I would yeah. get off the road, and it was nice to see him. But then I would get home, and he was bored from being home, and he would want to go somewhere. When right, I right. Go somewhere. I'm like, no, I don't want to go anywhere. You know, I've been on the road. And he's like, no, let's go somewhere. I've been stuck here with the kids. So it, was, it got really <laughs> – Weird there for a little yeah, while. Yeah. Now he's in heaven. He probably gets the Uber driver he wants. <laughs> <laughs> they probably deliver food right away in heaven.
0: Uh, so <laughs> how long have you been widowed now?
2: Almost. Uh, in July, it will be seven years. Can seven you believe years? that? Six okay. years. have been gone six years, yeah.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, I can't believe that. He's just... Uh, the hard part, uh, Zachary just got moved back home about not even a month ago so that's been a real blessing right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I would say the isolation and I, you know and, and Leland you know that she traveled with me I'm crazy as a bed bug but I <laughs> so take medicine I... for it you know and <laughs> I, um, the, I am clinically depressed but I'm highly medicated so but if you're not careful d- depression will isolate you anyway mm-hmm. and to be forced into isolation because yeah, yeah. Of Pandemic, it it was hard at first. I mean, I I have a great assistant that you know that, but she, even she was she's elderly and she didn't come. You know, she didn't get out as she shouldn't. Her husband's diabetic and she didn't want to take anything home to him. You right. know, and and the isolation at first, you get determined. You know, I get my stack of puzzles out and I keep my mind active and the the stack of books I was going to read and before long that big excitement and determination you had to fight back fight back about the 5th month into it it is then it becomes it it's a huge battle you just start getting more and more just mm-hmm. and and tired and it completely accentuated how lonely you know you can fight mm-hmm. the loneliness as a widow um, um and then Jack the dog died oh, no, yeah, no, i know this is no am sorry to be a podcast that encourages people.
1: As <laughs> <laughs> well, do you close on? with at least a sentence or two of positive?
2: You, he, you've been on the road and seen Jack. Jack was... Has Jack,
1: been on I know. Road I road saw after. that.
2: I know. I know. And when I'm he passed, sorry. I lasted about seven, eight days, and then I went and bought a dog.
0: I, I know I
2: should rescue one. I That's saw that you... Thing. Go I... rescue a dog. I'm like, I'm trying to get myself rescued. I <laughs> I'm not risking an animal that's going to come and turn on me and kill me.
1: (laughs) Two of you that are unstable together.
2: (laughs) Look, if you pay for online dating, you should be able to pay for a dog.
1: (laughs) Rescue dating. This is a new concept.
2: Uh, An app that's that's a rescue. People's first marriages. (laughs) 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 Rescue dating. that's pretty funny see we're writing
1: we we're writing <laughs> this see this eight months hasn't been a complete waste we got a joke in
2: <laughs> <laughs> well for me you know i take the winters and the summers off anyway so i would gotten off the road in november so uh-huh. i the road november december january february got ready to go back in march and then it's the pandemic so i've been i've been out of work over a year oh wow so that i drank too much wine you know, when you get lonely, so you have to be very careful. And you have to, you know, when you start locking away your meds and your wine, <laughs> you know you are full blown Episcopalian. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's just so But yeah. I, I
1: find it funny that you were uh, um, Honest. Uh, policing yourself.
2: <laughs> like you're locking
1: away yourself. Now, where can I put these keys that I won't get to them later?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, get, I had that Jack swallow them, so I just had to wait for his poo for a few days.
1: <laughs> that buy, that <laughs> buys you a couple days.
2: Okay, that's a good way to sober up. Let the dog eat the wine cabinet the keys. The <laughs> but I did get me a new dog, and he's so cute. His name's Murphy. Nice. Murphy. How long does
1: it take for the keys to get through his poop?
2: <laughs> well, it's not big enough to pass it just yet if, okay I think that's why i should let him swallow the tea. <laughs> i mean i i you know i need to take the proper amount of meds but not not get crazy with it i, and I even did call my shrink going do you think i should up my meds because this is getting harder and harder and she goes it's a pandemic you know yeah. cut out <laughs> some slack and uh and but i you know i fight through it and, and i try to encourage people you know you the bottom line is keeping your mind active. Mm. I, I quit. The first few months, you clean out all your clothes. My closets are so organized. I went and messed them all up just to do it again. That's how long <laughs> the pandemic is going. You, make, I, you do the things, the projects you put aside for a long time, and I did all of that. And then you and then you're still in it, and so then you, you start running out of ideas. You know, I started doing praise and worship at the barn out at the funny farm, but then the weather got really cold, oh, okay. mm-hmm. and um, and you know, and you could social distance in the barn, everybody can spread out and sit right, and okay. some people wore masks. And some people didn't, <laughs> you know, I have tested negative twice, and um, and uh, the first time I went to get tested, I had been around somebody that had it, and so just to be sure, I mean, I went. I didn't have any symptoms, but I went and got tested anyway. And then the second time, I was not feeling so great. And so I went and got tested, and it was negative again. And I'm like, $150 every time you get tested. Oh, really? I'm, I'm going to laminate that testing, that negative thing, <laughs> and wear it around my neck. And go, please <laughs> stop looking at me like I'm giving you the plague. If you catch me okay. without a mask. I'm negative. Yeah.
1: So here's, listen to this. This is how, how ridiculous some of these rules are sometimes. Um, in Canada now, there's, so when you, I come back into the States, for, yes. or Like or when I come back into Canada from the U.S., because I can yes. work, there's some places I can work, um, I have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Okay, fine. So I'll self-isolate. That's fine. Now they've added a new thing. You have to get a test. Before, like, this is air travel. If you're coming, if you're flying back set. into Canada, yeah. you have to show your negative tests. So you're not bringing it, but you still have to quarantine. What? It's like, well, wait a minute. I just showed you the test, and now here's here's the thing. So if I go do a show, and it's only like a weekend of shows, it has to be within the. I have to basically go immediately go get a test as soon as oh I land God. because I Did have to show that? that I'm. Yeah, and and most of the shows are 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 uh, like you know. Uh, now, What's like it you could social distance.
2: distance. Could you do to Toronto? Like, could you go to Toronto and you don't have
0: to have a test? It's just getting within out of your-
1: Canada. You're okay right now, I think. But there's no you can't work in Canada. Like, there's no place where you can do a show, I don't think.
0: NBC, not there's even no, churches. No, no events. Church has been shut down in our province. Well, there you go. Y'all pro- then y'all need a declaration of independence where That's- you can have. It.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's, here's the thing. So, uh,
2: i should you to go and worship.
1: So I go to these safe shows. People are masked. They're social distance, and then I come back, and then I got to get a test. And, and who's in line up to get a test? People that have symptoms and think they have COVID, or or they've been it. So now I'm putting myself in harm's way just so you guys feel better when I come to the country. It's like, uh, oh, come on.
2: I did, you know. I will say that's true. Like i'll I'll put gloves and a mask on at Walmart because you can't really trust them.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, you, I we do that at Walmart before a pandemic.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wore gloves before. Yeah, but it's true. If I know I'm going to be someplace where I don't know the people and I can't trust them to tell me the truth, right. then I I mask it up and, and sometimes wear gloves if I'm going to be shaking hands or whatever. But but when I'm around my friend, like oh, Christmas was weird because I don't, well, no, my, most all my family's dead except my brother. And so I was going to, I wanted to go, we always go to their house and we have dinner, you know, it's either Christmas day or day after or day before, somewhere around there you see your family. And, and my brother's children are all married and have children. And so one of the, daughter-in-laws is like a a nurse and she was like no no no, we can't get together and you know that we're not getting together well then you see pictures where they got together and it makes you oh they just didn't want to get together with me (laughs) you know i mean that's how you feel like i'm not but all that today it just it just makes it weird and then i think well what if i did have a germ on my sweater or my hands or what if something was to make papaw papaws are still our oldest my mother's husband is my, you know, our oldest relative, and I don't, I don't want to give him something. Yeah. But then there are people that you don't like that you think, you know, what I'm. A- <laughs> Maybe would just go cough on them a little
0: bit. You know, I was at, I performed at your church. Do you remember that? No, it wasn't our church. It was the seven- the APA.
1: It was in Abbotsford, though the big uh, church there.
0: Adventist. Abbotsford. Abbotsford.
2: That's not uh, your church.
1: No. It was the APA. They just they, the, the well, Seventh Day Adventists had just put it on.
0: Canada. I just thought all churches.
1: You know why that was so awesome? That was because
0: it was horrible. I was going to say she did not like it.
1: Well, okay, but this know. is why it was awesome <laughs> for me. We're talking about <laughs> me now.
0: I did a horrible job.
1: No, you did great.
2: You did great. I know. And everybody walks out going, "Oh, this was great." And I'm like, "Well, you
0: could have been a little more hopeful. Canadians. Canadians." Out loud. Are terrible.
1: No, you know how gr- good I looked to my boys when I got to bring them back, back, uh, stage and onto the tour bus. And then we went to Seattle that night and they got to sleep in the tour bus.
2: They oh. did. And we had a wonderful meal on the river, on the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the church looked like, but I can tell you what I ordered on that. <laughs>
0: So Shonda, <laughs> there, chips. Yeah, one of my favorite things about you is just how honest you are about everything. And so I have two kind of things I want to ask oh, you. Oh,
1: all business well, over one, here. All business over here.
0: One yeah, is what you is Leland. What is Leland really like on the road? Did he drive you crazy? No, you know he's very uh kept to himself. I thought maybe he wasn't
2: liking it to tell you the oh, truth.
1: Really? Oh yeah, and I loved it. uh, I love getting a break from her.
2: (laughs) I want to tell you something. um, And you need to hear this because uh, the road is a dangerous place for Mm. men and women. It's not, it's just men. It's been a dangerous place for me. The, The loneliness, the hours away, the, you have a fight at home and all of a sudden here you are. And there's 14, you know, cute little women that tell you you're so funny. Or for me, There's these sweet, you know, security men at the bus. I don't have any men in my audience, but there's these, you know, (laughs) security guys at the bus or your tour manager who brings you, you know, get to make sure you have French vanilla cream, all those things the devil will use Hmm. to, uh, obloviate in your life that, Oh, well, if if I didn't have David in my life, I would have this and this and this, and which is a lie from the pits of hell. So that's my premise to tell you your husband was absolutely 150% above board kind and gentlemanly but but just very being careful in that area oh, he you. was never inappropriate he, i don't remember him even laughing at something that was inappropriate oh, really? uh, no wow. that does that doesn't sound that like does, me not-
1: <laughs> You might, well, you might be thinking of somebody different now.
2: I never got on the bus and caught him watching porn or something like that. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a good guy, Carrie. And you should be very, very proud of him because the road is hard. Wait, wait,
1: wait hold, hold on, hold on. Did you, yeah. you caught somebody else doing this
2: on the bus? Oh, yes. What? In 27 years, Leland, with crew and lighting, guys and your know, managers and oh my gosh I had a myr- Oh, I don't know if we can say that I've had employees that I found out were having an affairs and they're married you know and and then you have to go through that dilemma I want to fire them hmm. but legally I'm going to get myself in trouble if I fire them. how do I discipline them and how as a Christian do I go Hey, hey hey you guys gotta quit this yeah. And if you let it go, then it's like, well, Shonda Pierce just allows a big party on her bus. I mean, it is the the artistry world, or, or anybody. I could own a restaurant, mm. and then you find out your your waitress is having an affair with the cook, and they're both married. What do you do? You could call them in and talk to them and go, guys, this is going to blow up in your face. In our in our world, and in our market, if you don't handle it right, you know, or if you don't handle it at all not only do they not come and buy a cheeseburger at your restaurant they my my name will be mud and i didn't have the affair with anybody right in in other words we are so connected because our jobs have a spiritual component to it that also lends itself to a larger amount of judging Hmm. Mm -hmm. and that gets tough yeah because people forget the people on the platform and the pastors and the artists they're no more or no less human beings than mm. anyone else on the planet but yeah. we we judge them we want them to be what we aren't or what we can't be or we want them to be godlike right and mm. we will not be no. we will always fail we will always fall short yeah. of the glory of god you know yeah. and so it's hard, but I, uh, you know, I, and I, I'm not bashing artists or anything like that. I'm just trying to tell your listeners, it's, it's a tough road out there. Yeah. But in my experience with Leland Clausen, I never met a greater gentleman. Oh, you know, that's so sweet. I, 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 I will,
1: I will say he this. I
2: just wanted <laughs> to be his mommy. He did need a whooping every now and then. I will believe
1: <laughs> that's that. True. Yeah.
2: I will he say this though. Basketball. He need a whooping every now and then. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I will say this though, because of of our, for lack of a better word, our market also helped keep me in line, I think, too.
0: And you that's had to true. learn the right oh, way, too. I mean, that's a great
2: point. That's a great point. Like, if I you was. Know, people ask me, how come you never went to LA and did the comedy clubs? When you first started out, why did you call yourself a Christian comedian? And. My joke was always, well, I called myself Christian comedian because when I found out I wasn't going to hell, I was kind of proud of it. So I was like, woohoo, I'm a Christian comedian. I didn't know it was going to uh, deter some opportunity in Hollywood as the years went by. But then I look back and I go, man, didn't God protect me? Because I can tell you right now, I probably wouldn't be sitting in this chair as the queen of clean and the iconic person that people try to make me in the Christian comedy world. I would have. I, I would have. I was weak, you know. It's the same when I got saved. Truly, truly saved. Now I got saved a hundred times growing up. But it really took, you know, in my theology, when it really took. I was working on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee, in a music publishing office in country music, and I went in the bathroom, gave my life to Christ at the throne. If you know what I mean, and. and and I just said, Lord, you know, and I had to go home and tell my husband, I have to quit my job. And he's like, did Jesus tell you that at the throne or just, you know, but I knew me. And that's kind of what when Carrie said. And we love that. You're so honest. I I want to cry because if there is ever on my tombstone, I wanted to read. There was an elephant in the room and she talked about it. You know, I, right. just, I, I love that part. Of me now, it's not always good because I have, you know, I've I have people that have alienated themselves from me because I tell so much of the truth. Mm. Um, I have a child that hasn't talked to me in ten years, mm. and she's brilliant and beautiful. And I have grandchildren I've never known, mm. and a lot of it is she, you know, and this will be another, you know, I think she sets a timer every time I mention the name, she sets a timer. Okay. Now it's going to be six more months before I talk to mother. Um, and, and I can't live that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to live that way. When, when someone asks me or someone cries on my shoulder and says, Oh, I have a child that's mad at me. I go, Oh girl, do I know what you're talking about? I don't know how to not do that. Mm. Right. I don't know how to not allow the testimony of my life to speak to someone. Yeah. Well, and, so- and so I'm, so I, so, so it's, you know, being brutally honest is not always a good thing. There's going to be pe- people that hear this podcast. They're not going to like some of the things I say, but at 60 years of age, I don't care anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But also, I think we're at a place in our lives, Leland, as what sets us apart from other comedy is we do really, really care about our audience. Mm. We care about their afterlife. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to just entertain them. We just love them so much. We want them to see what loving Jesus can look like. And
1: and you know what? It took me a while to get there. Yeah, of course. Like it's, that's something that I've, I've kind of grown, I've grown in, in that area of, of performing. Cause I used to just focus on, I, you know what, let me just do, let me just make people laugh. Cause I, I don't want to get, <laughs> but I've really kind of changed. That's
0: yeah. Well, it's one thing I just really, when I first saw you for the first time, Shonda, I was just blown away because I would be laughing so hard that I was crying and then 10 minutes later crying my eyes out uh, because you moved me so much emotionally and then just laughing, crying, laughing, crying all throughout your show. And you're just- well, they
2: have meds for that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you just are so honest and so loving well, that, that, and, and it comes how, across. That's why sure. uh,
1: so, so many women- yeah, I think that's I why. so
0: you were saying
2: something nice. I'm to me. sorry, I cut, I cut her off. <laughs> um, just, but yeah, I was just gonna say.
1: All I was gonna say was, is that's why so you have such a a big audience, so many women, because you're talking about things. It's like, well, this is what I'm going through.
0: Yeah. Wow, yeah.
1: somebody's actually talking about it. Oh, you're. Oh, wait, you're, she's she struggling with it too? It's not like she's giving all the yeah. pat answers that goes with it. It's like, oh, she's struggling. Wow. Okay. So this is that, real. My my feelings think, are real.
2: I think that cycle of honesty. It as I reveal, here's what's going on in my life. I don't know if anybody can relate out there. And then I reveal what it is I'm going on in my life. That honesty. You know, after we've laughed and we've and you can open the heart's door with a lot of laughter. That's what's really precious. That's the gift that comedy can be yeah to not just the body of Christ but to the world, the gift that comedy can be is you they laugh, 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 and now their hearts are soft and listening and attentive, and you could leave so many nuggets in there while the heart's door is open right that's what sets us apart yeah. i and there's nothing wrong with just going and making a crowd laugh, and I'm like you, Leland. I have argued with the Lord so many times going can I just go make them laugh and get on the bus and go to bed? And when I tried that, I feel so completely unfulfilled Mm -hmm. and that I left something out because a million people can do that. But only certain people can feel, can feel that open door with a nugget of truth and, the truth only comes from God. The Bible says, "You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." So when you, when that heart's door is open, and you leave a nugget of truth at that doorstep, and and leave, and then you leave them. Yeah. And whatever that truth is, it could be the theme of the night is, hey, be a good dad to your kids. It could be, hey, my wife and I've been through some stuff and boy we've got through it and you'll get through it too or establish some devotion or I mean it could be whatever that nugget of truth is. It doesn't have to be ugh, like me, everybody's died, my husband <laughs> 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 Well,
0: yeah. You, <laughs> you have such an amazing story to tell. So it yeah. <laughs>
2: It's awful. So, you know, in the quarantine, I'm, so, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but, you know, I'm learning how to use my electronics better than I ever have. So you're, <laughs> I'm learning to use the Netflix and the Amazons and all the stuff that's on your little Apple TV. So what did I do one night? I just Googled myself. I just punched my name in Apple TV to see what comes up. And there's all these, you know, DVDs. I didn't know I have stuff on Amazon. Have- <laughs> that's <I don't-> awesome. <laughs> So I just started watching myself. It
0: I love was. that you didn't know that. And I, hadn't
2: watched, I had this documentary, Laughing in the Dark. I hadn't watched it in so long. And I watched it and I just cried and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's life is off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's me. That's this.
1: I'm going to pray for this poor woman. Oh, wait a minute. That's me. Oh,
2: my gosh. I wish someone would be her friend. She's in a terrible place. But, you know, it is, it is, um, it's just truth. I wish, (laughs) look, I'll choke up and cry. I'd give anything in the world not to have some of the testimony that I have. Hmm. I would give anything, you know, and, but I also will not, since this is the one, Since this is the road I have traveled, I won't waste it. And if we waste our testimonies, if we're not willing, and that doesn't mean stand on a stage across the nation and tell, you know, the God awful truth of your life. It could be a lady at the laundromat. Yeah. who's folding their clothes right. and you see her in tears and you want to go, honey, what you crying about? And she goes, I had a horrible fight with my husband today. And I can put my arm around her and go, boy, did I too. You know what? Uh, here's what we've learned. Here's what right. That's what not letting your pain be wasted. Right. Mm. You just can't waste it. Yeah. And comedy is the greatest
0: opening act to reveal your pain.
1: Mm-hmm. I wow. love that. That's good.
0: So Shonda, what would you say then to young couples that are out there that are maybe just starting out, what you've you've got now the gift of being able to look back on your life and, yeah. and and just see the things that you did right and maybe the things that you wish you would have done different. Is there anything
2: you know, the uh I know it's gonna sound like it's trite and everybody hears it and they roll their eyes, blah, blah blah. But if for the lack of this is not a good word at this climate that we're in in the U.S., but you got to fight for your family. Mm. And I didn't fight hard enough. Mm. I didn't. I, I I naively thought that if I am out declaring the gospel and changing people's lives, that I will have this covering over my family. Mm. And I didn't. Mm. I didn't. Um, I thought that my husband would get up and take the kids to church and they would all stay with, become iconic Christian, you know, leaders like their mom, cause I'm out there doing it, you know, it, and it didn't, they don't, they didn't, you know, you, um, so you, in other words, because we weren't on the same page with it all. Mm-hmm. And, and so we should have had, and we were married for 31 years when he passed. I'd like to think if he had lived, we would be married still i i think we would mm. but i don't know we had hit a really rough patch and the tough stuff going on with our kids at the time was such a giant disintegration of our marriage and and our and ourselves as human beings as parents but um all that to say we, we should have had some more deeper, tougher conversations mm-hmm. alone and together and gotten on a better page mm-hmm. with our kids. We weren't on the same page with our disciplinary actions with our kids. It was always wait till your mama gets home. So then I became the bad guy, Aww. you know, all yeah. Um, mom's home. And so she's only going to be home for four days. So no sleepovers, no blah, blah. And so when mom's home, it was a drag. fun. Right hanging out with me, you know? And so what that instilled into my kids is just this upheaval of, you know, when mom's home and mom's job is dictating our
0: whole lives. Right. I
2: I wished I hadn't done that. Mm. And it could be, and it's not just because my job was about being a public figure. My it's for anybody's job. When your job out there in the world becomes bigger and more important than what's going on in your own home, Mm. There's a problem. Mm. There's an imbalance that doesn't need to be. You know, there's something to say. You hear pastors say it all the time it has to be God, then family, yeah, yeah. then career, blah, blah. But when you're in the Christian ministry world, if you're not careful, there's God and there's Christian ministry. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then there's family. And then, the, you know, and that's that can't be that way. Mm. Not even in Christian ministry. You know, and I think, and I've become, Pretty good pals with the Grams, you know, growing up, and all. We all, your Billy Graham was, I, I was around him a lot in his life, and, and I think Franklin Graham would be the first to, to tell you it family has to be even before everything else. And we put Christian ministry, we put the church, we put all of that above family, and it needs, it has to be God and family, and and really probably God and your spouse and then your kids right. and then, you know, and then your Christian ministry or your job, or, yeah. you know, it's prioritizing that and then fighting for that. Right. Mm. Cause it, fight, fighting for that to stay true and calling each other out when it's not true anymore. Yeah. We, yeah. we stick those know? together.
1: And, uh, don't we? Yeah. Like we say, God, yeah. Christian ministry is, is God, is God. It's God. Me serving God. It's yeah. like, no, that's, that's a different
2: thing. It's still. No. And I think we, your relationship with God, my relationship with God is so much better than I am funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nearly as funny as much as I love God. I love God so much more. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. That's where the priority has to be. Right. And I took for granted that that's what was also happening in my home, and it wasn't. And and so I pay the price. I have, you know. Um, yeah, you you know how much I love my son, and I think he's wonderful. And if he died tonight, he's going to heaven. I remember when he gave his life to Jesus. You know that. But the the thought, you know, but he. He, it's like if church isn't entertaining, he doesn't want to go because that's what he grew up on, you know. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's so sad, you know. Um, and so all that to say, of course, he's a 31-year-old man. I can't tell him anything anymore um, other than to stop using Uber Eats, <laughs> <laughs> I did. But all that to say, it is we you take for granted that that your family's getting it. And and they might not be.
0: Well, and we're all on our so, own in other words, journey too. You have to, right? right,
2: and they're, they're having their own journey, yeah. and so you have to come together as family. There for any newcomer out there whose spouse is going to travel, whether they're a traveling comedian or a salesman, or the you know, or it's or it's a mom who's a wait or a stewardess, you know, whatever it is, you are so blessed with the electronic world. Yeah. There's no reason, no reason at all to not stay in yeah. touch with your loved ones. Yep. I, I started out, there wasn't even a cell phone. No, I, I, you know, I would have to wait to get to it. And, and if there <laughs> was, they were giant and only rich people had them. I mean, do you remember these days, Leland? You I had to remember- go to a hotel, you had to give them a credit card or pay up front. Yep to get to the phone totally. at a hotel room to call, you know, and then by the time you do all of that, the kids are asleep. Or yeah. or you you know that Carrie's asleep and she's got to get to sleep. She's got to go to work. So you go, well, oh, let me don't call and I don't want to wake her up. What I'm telling these people out there, wake them up. yeah, yeah. Wake them up. Do whatever, whatever you can do to stay in touch with the person that you love.
0: Stay in yeah, touch. and I think for the spouses at home too. Like I probably wouldn't have been very happy about being woke up. <laughs> but exactly. you're right; you need to yeah. fight for it. And I think sometimes we don't exactly. feel like it's really worth it, but it is worth it. And we do all have to do the work. And and, and yeah, and you have to be willing to get woke up. Yeah. He needs to your uh,
1: you. Yeah. Okay, so he... the first tour I did with you and Mark Mark Lowry, um, I didn't have a well, cell phone. I'm,
2: so sorry. I'm just. <laughs> Yes, I know. So I would, and didn't we think Yeah, I had I had a I had, a, I had a, the card and
1: we like in yeah. this in the arena before we let, got on the tour bus to go to the next place, I'd I'd do a quick phone call and then I'd hop on the bus and we'd go. You were so
0: <laughs> and I was probably really was short with him and annoyed and and <laughs> needed to do no, a million other things. Was
2: would you please stop <laughs> being all mushy with your wife and you're come on the bus is waiting yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, yeah, yeah i remember those days yeah. i remember that leland you're so funny i wish you know i wish i was younger and we could all do it all again let's do it we'll all do it again,
1: again we'll just do the old tour that's fine
2: that's it. you and bonnie need to come out do you remember that this ain't prettyville mm-hmm. tour of course and- and you, we did a sketch on there where you were the cook of yeah. the, you remember yeah. that? And then the sketch we did where uh, it was the mortuary or the, yeah, the funeral oh, home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did these sketches. And that was, I loved it so That's much. Fine. And I had, did a, I had done a sketch on another video a long time before that with Ken Davis, mm-hmm. but I didn't get to do too many of those. Do you know you were one of the first uh, moments of diving into my acting dream. Well, you got, and you got a
1: movie out coming out right away. Tell us about that. I, did.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it's right away, but in the spring, roll with it. It's the hardest work I've ever done in my okay. life, but it was so much fun. I've been in some Hallmark movies yep. and a cup and a couple of cameo parts, you know, in other movies um, that were in the movie theaters. But this is a movie that David and I had written many, many years ago. And we re- revitalized the script, and Martha Bolton helped, nice. and Chris Dowling, who's great. And we revitalized and updated the script, and 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 shot the movie. And it it's good. I play a, a waitress at a at a crack, at the uh, biscuit barrel. Who has to win a curiosity <laughs> contest because I'm losing my house. It. It turned out really, Great. really, really oh, exciting. Spotty. Great, but it but it is exciting because I shot the whole thing in my own little hometown yeah, here. Yeah. You
1: know, I was full. That
2: is a little, that's a little bit of a diva thing, you know. When you get this, <laughs> when you get this stage going, I have to sleep in my own bed every <laughs> night. The last Hallmark movie I did, I got pneumonia oh. and almost died up in Utah somewhere. Oh. And so yeah, but so I decided if I'm going to work that hard. Mike, and you've been—I love your spy movie. Oh, thank you. Still waiting for a link or a copy oh. of it. I, I love the trailer. The trailer was so good. Oh, I'll send you a I link.
0: Would love to see it I'm someday.
1: I'm going to send you a link as soon as we finish here. So I'm going to send you a link.
0: Are you guys holding back your release of your movie for a little bit, or what are you thinking?
2: We were we held it back when the COVID. It was supposed to come out in May, and the and the COVID hit, the pandemic hit, and so we didn't release it because theaters were shut down. Now the iffy thing is, is a lot of theater chains are going belly up, yeah. and the movie go, going to a movie is so changed. And so, you know, William Morris Endeavor and Third Coast uh, Content, they're great movie makers, but they're they're gonna want their money back, and so, <laughs> so they're probably. It's probably you know we're probably gonna figure out. Ah, oh, we're gonna have to release it on you know Netflix or Hulu or yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah I that mean, you just kind of have to because uh-huh. uh, it was. But it's a. It was a major. It was a major motion picture. That's so exciting! Uh, it wasn't my money, thank goodness, because I didn't think I was that funny. <laughs> I was, I wouldn't
0: invested that kind of money in myself. <laughs> okay, we'll just keep that under wraps. I'm sure you were worth yes, it. I can't wait to see that. If that was my money, I'd have bought a beach house and forget that. Well, Shonda, it's been so good talking yeah. to you. Yeah, hopefully we can talk again soon. Have you back on again I know. soon. And even without cleaning. Without okay, cleaning. you and I will just hang out.
2: No, Carrie. Carrie. Uh, I'm so proud of Aww. you. You held down the fires Thank you. while this mom was out working
1: and building. <laughs> <a fire. laughs> when I was out lighting the fires. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting yeah, them up. while
0: he was putting them down, you held them. No. Well, we just love you so much. So you take care Love you guys.
2: Bye. Take Bye. care. Thank you.
0: We are part of the Edify Podcast Network. Download the Edify app for more powerful Christian podcasts.